And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just Something I've Noticed. There's a lot more yawning these days. Have you noticed that? Yeah. And the bad thing about yawning, it's contagious. Now, I'm not a scientist, but I do know that's true. You see somebody else yawn, all of a sudden, you got to yawn. Do you know what helps to curtail the yawning? How about a great night's rest at Motel 6? Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price you will love when you use the code CP Red Eye. That's the letters CP Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel 6 and help curtail the yawning. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show from the Uniden America Studios. This is Red Eye Radio. Hello and welcome. He is Gary McNamara. I'm Eric Harley as we begin the final week of August. We have our... uh, Final week of August graphics on the screen for those in our television audience. Gary. Now somebody's going to, where's you guys on television? Uh, We're not. (laughs) We're not. Hey, I got rain. Okay. I got a significant amount of rain for like 20 minutes. It rained Like, like a monsoon. Like heavy rain. Like really heavy rain. Like I don't have to... I keep saying like and and like yeah. and like. You know, it was like like I'm in the fifties. It was I kind of feel like it was raining. Everybody yeah. says that now. I feel like it, it was, was raining. It was like raining, like man. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, NBC Five, our one of the uh, the NBC affiliate here, Rick Mitchell, uh, very qualified meteorologist. I think he's their chief meteorologist, and he posted the rain. And I don't know if you can see it here, but it's you know that's the torrential rain I'm showing here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. His Twitter post, and it's a video outside his home. It woke I mean, me just, up. It, it's rain, rain. Right. The the rain woke me up. There was no thunder. Yeah, it was the rain woke yeah. me up, and and uh, I had uh, you know they had said it was going to happen in my area, and it wasn't a huge area that it was in. Yeah, but uh, but you got it. We we got it, and we went to uh, stage two, our town. Yeah, the watering stage. You told me the other day. Which we can only water once a week. And I was like, oh, man, I found it out Thursday. So Friday I could water. And I'm like, okay, at least it's going to go down till it's going to go down, you know, into the, well, I think yesterday reached 100 maybe, 99 or 100. That was it. it, Well, I was driving around. By the way, I was driving around. I could see that rain in the distance. You could see the rain shafts in the distance. I It was clear that it was raining somewhere, somewhere. And I thought, well, good for them. Um, so, so like I said, I, it was going to be, you know, not as hot this week. I'm like, okay, maybe my lawn can last a week. But yeah. getting the rain Sunday means I've only got to wait five days. That's a piece of cake. We're done. 90s, it's all done. No, you had my to lawn will survive. In 15 or 20 minutes of that kind of rain, oh, man. And it, and the rain always, 
uh, waters the the lawn much better. better. It's it's just it's it's it is just absolutely amazing to watch it after a good rain. How your lawn will green up. Well, you know I've been doing. You know, the last month I've been having problems with my condensation line. Oh yeah, of right, my air yeah, conditioning. Yeah, and yeah. so the emergency line works great. But there's so many. If you ever seen a condensation line, if you live in Texas or anybody else or any place else where you've got your AC unit and furnace in the attic. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing that if your if your line doesn't work, your condensation line, uh, and then your emergency line doesn't work, yeah. the pan you have underneath it, then the emergency line, well, then it's all coming down through the ceiling. It's going to come through your ceiling, yeah. And if your if your evaporator coils are in the in right the, in the ceiling and, in the uh, attic, and that's and and that's where they are. So, yeah, uh, I was like a month ago, I had problems. You know, you throw the stuff down, whatever. I forgot whether it was. I either use the bleach or a combination, you know, use bleach one time and then mm-hmm. the uh, vinegar with warm water on another mm-hmm. time to clear the clog. And it did. Two weeks later, it came back. I you heard know, whiskey works. <laughs> two weeks later, it comes back. So I do it again, and it's fine. Three weeks later, it comes back. Now it won't go away. They came out over a week ago, blew it out. It was fine. Started again. Right. So they're yeah. coming out tomorrow. But yeah. I did think the interesting thing is. I mean, I live in a basically a twenty four hundred square foot home is where yeah. I live in. Yeah, and so I've noticed that the maximum, even when it got a lot a little humid over the last week, five gallons a day. Five, oh, interesting. Five. So to, you were able to measure it. Well, what happened was I put a it's dripping outside, and yeah. I don't want it all because our houses are close together, and I don't want it to you know form puddles. So I actually put a bucket in. And so I'm taking that condensation water, and I and was watering the. I was putting it on, yeah, on on the, the brown the brown spots of the lawn. There you go, and it's worked. Yeah, I mean, it's like why? Well, it's like well, you oh, know what? Use I, it. I'm like, oh, okay, a positive. I took a po- I, I took a negative and made it a positive, and the, it was funny because uh, they're out tomorrow, and you know, it's going to be if they can't blow it out, it's like oh, no, it's going to be more expensive. Oh, rebuilding some- a condensation line. I've done yeah. that myself. I actually in in my house on one side I have two a two central AC units, and on the one side it actually was fortunate that it was not the other one. It's not the one in the attic. This one is in a closet, and then it goes between the condensation line goes between a wall to outside. It's not that long. It's probably about fifteen eighteen feet of line. But I had to rebuild the entire thing. A, a um, we had a project in the house, and they were doing some drywall, and I forgot to cover my intake vents. So all that powder, guess what happens when it gets wet again in the condensation? Ew. Yeah, solid rock almost. But yes, I've done that before. But when you have to in the attic, it goes all over the place in order to get outside. I know it's, <laughs> it's going to be a little bit of a task. Yeah. Well, what I wonder is why didn't they just for both lines? Why don't they just take it? And because you have so many ninety degree turns in the pipe, that's yeah. what causes the problem. Because things can settle in that ninety degrees. Yeah. And it was funny because when I when I told my dad, he goes, "Because they don't, they should be doing forty five degrees, forty five degrees a little bit than forty five degrees, but you put those ninety degree elbows in there, and you're always going to get condensation no, slush. And it also and, makes it harder if you're running a an auger down a line. I don't know if that's what. Oh here, yeah, but, 
It's just almost impossible it's to get a, around those turns. It, it, it really is. And so the other line, the emergency line, though, goes straight. You know, it, it's a straight line right, you know, to the because they want you to notice it in the emergency line. So the yeah. emergency condensation line comes out right underneath the gutters. Yeah. So you go by around the hills, you see it dripping, you're like, oh, I got a problem. Well, I'm like, well, why don't they just do that to the other line, just have mm. that, and then take a pipe and go straight down into the ground to drain it? Right. Yeah. Why do they have to do all the elbows and everything else and mm-hmm. just another just another complaint? And I'll take it out on the technician tomorrow. I'm uh, kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, oh, no, but, but but they're coming. They like they said we're only you know, it's gotta be eight to ten. They're doing all their appointments. This is a major AC place. All their appointments are in the morning. And, and I, oh I, yeah, I told them last yeah. week. I said, "Yeah, but look at the forecast. If it's, it, if it's in the attic, they they yeah. schedule that in the morning." But, but I said, "I said, what are you talking about? It's going to be a, we're, we're going to we got a winter cold front coming in." They go, "What?" I go, "It's going to be uh, ninety nine on uh, or ninety seven or ninety six. I think it is now today." Yeah, and they just they all laughed. They go, do "Oh, you, we didn't know it's going to be that cold." So, do you know what they do if they have to get? Uh, I I don't know if all of them do this, but I've had this experience a few times. If they have to get in the attic and work in on an emergency, uh, one time it was actually an electrician, but a, the other two times it was a they were uh, they were AC technicians and. They pull one of your your air ducts, and they they put it on themselves, close to themselves, so they can have cold air blowing on them. If it's still working, if it's oh, if the okay. AC is working and they're working on something else, they'll pull that air duct and put it basically oh, wow. pointed to themselves, so they'll have be able to work. Well, in there. my ventilation is so good that if you get in there, if you get in there at eight o'clock, it's cool. Yeah, up in my yeah. attic, it's yeah. not even yeah, hot. Mine too. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. amazing how quickly the ventilation. Uh, you know, uh, just the natural ventilation in, in my place. I was very surprised because I've been in a lot the last couple of weeks. But you have, but uh, I've done everything. I, mean, I actually have taken the wet vac and connected it to the access hose on the outside, mm-hmm. the access pipe. It won't won't yeah. clear it. It yeah. just won't clear it. And, mm-hmm. and uh, I did mm-hmm. with my, you know, but you got to make sure the emergency line is working. I've blown that out a couple times. I got the CO two cartridges thing that you can hook up right. You just the, you seal it right to the end of that line. Yeah. I've blown that out, too, even though I know it's fine. Just because you don't want to take a chance, you absolutely positively have to have that second <laughs> condensation line, yeah. the emergency line. That must work. Oh, no, that one has to work. <laughs> that one yeah. has to work. But, yeah. Uh, it's, it's funny how it just sits in the back of your mind going, Better work, better work, better yeah. work, better work, better yeah. work. Yeah, because there's no I've actually I've actually had that happen twice to me where the uh where the water comes through the ceiling. And it's never pleasant. So yeah. And by the way, the aforementioned uh whiskey, uh that's actually for your lines, not the plumbing lines, because if you, you do a couple of shots, you'll forget about your plumbing. Yeah, it'll clear my liners right out. Exactly. Yeah. Well, but hopefully the, they get it uh, cleared up just in time for fall. <laughs> Isn't it always? It's like my AC a few times has had issues in like October, and they're like, "Are are you going to be using it much?" And it's like, <laughs> guys, it's Texas. You know this. Of course I am. Yes, but uh, yeah, no. But that's the thing about AC. You're you live in Texas. Your air conditioning will be on, can be on in November. It'll. It's funny because there's the rare days where, you know, I shut it off and just have the heater on and don't mm. even work, and all of a sudden it gets to be January. And you're like, man, it's really uncomfortable in the house. What is it? It's like 
75 out, no wind. And it's like yeah. your house is slowly right. heating up. It's like, okay, yeah, I don't like that. But, yeah. But uh, all just uh, normal stuff that you've got to uh, go through. But here we go. The end of uh, August. Tons of uh, stuff to uh, to talk about. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you one thing. I did see the one thing where did you see the one poll in Iowa mm-hmm. that showed that after the debate, uh, you know, DeSantis, DeSantis went from like. I don't know. I something like to 10, to like twenty two. Yeah, was, like ten to twenty two. Like he went up twelve yeah, points. Yeah, you know, in in Iowa in one right. day. And I just said, "All right, I'm done doing the polls. Let's just talk ideas because, well, because I can't figure out who the people." Well, no, it was who, weird. Uh, and somebody else was it? Ram, did Ramaswamy also rise in Iowa? Someone else rose, not to the extent, but DeSantis clearly had a, a huge bump in Iowa. And then you see. And you see <laughs> Trump's mugshot raised over $7 million for his campaign. I mean, it was a crazy weekend. The, the mugshot thing, you talk about being just a dud. In fact, uh, even worse for the liberal media. They wanted this thing to be the embarrassment shot and, and the whole thing. And they did it out of they they thought they were going to do it out out of spite. He took the ball and ran with it and turns it into seven million dollars plus in campaign money. And um, you know, but but we talked about a couple of things too. Uh, there was some also some information about where the donors are, who's you know uh, where where are the donations right now? I mean that the big story really was that seven million being raised for the mugshot for for Trump, but. Beyond that, where are the donors themselves lining up? Well, it went, when I saw, now understand it was a it was it, I want to make sure everybody it was a DeSantis internal poll, yeah, and that they wanted to release, so yeah. they wanted to promote that, yeah. and and so you can say, okay, let's take it for uh, you know grain of salt, but it showed his support going from fourteen to twenty one, uh, you know, twenty one percent. It was public opinion strategies poll, and and so if they're doing the poll, you know, do you do you do a this would be an interesting thing because, as they write here, they said, well, releasing a campaign poll usually comes with an agenda or narrative, so the results should be taken with a grain of salt. I would ask the question directly to these polling firms. Then do you skew the polls on purpose? Yeah. Are you a polling firm? Or, I mean, I, you can be bogus on a polling firm. Oh, you can, yeah. You, you, you know, you, you the can, wording of the questions we, we talked right. about. Forever, right, yeah. but but is the polling legit? Yeah, because of the polling is legit. I I can't see how could one if if you're sitting there and you're an Iowa caucus voter, mm. and all this time it's like no no no, just I'm not going to vote for DeSantis. I'm not going to. How can you not you know about DeSantis right now? I mean, how can't you not know about him if you're somebody who's going to vote in the Iowa caucus? Is you're a part of that, or you're going to be a primary voter? It's almost like, you know, one debate and boom, magically. There's just something wrong with that. Or I don't want to deal with these people anymore. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and I have no problem if you support, support DeSantis. I want to make that clear. No, no, It's yeah, just yeah. who are these people that change their minds? It's the same thing we talked about last week. Undecided who, voters. Who are the people that next <laughs> next uh, October, the end of October, that are going to be going, I Still don't know. <laughs> the weekend before the election. I, uh, who are you going to go for? I just don't know. I mm. don't know if I won Trump or Biden. I, I, you know, they're 
they're just <laughs> I, I just I can't I don't know if I'm a Republican or a Democrat. Yeah. So I, could you give me more information? Where have you been? <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, I somebody commented about that, not based on what we were saying, but another article on undecided people. And, and it also they kind of mixed them in with independents. And those are two very different groups, by the way. Um, because there are people that will go back and forth in the, in, in, in the independents, the ones in the middle, and we've said this forever. Uh, I think it's one of the first points you made, my gosh, back in 2000, summer of 2005, uh, before the Tom delay comment, <laughs> before your head exploded. Um, and you said, you know, you were saying, look, you have to, and it was common wisdom then, but it, it, it just seemed like nobody was really pointing it out. You have to have the independence to get you over the top. You need essentially the middle mm-hmm. if you're going to win the White House and the general. Um, but, you know, I also, over the weekend, I, I in, in my mind, I and I don't know, and I don't trust pollsters, what is the middle? Who are the... Who are the independents? <laughs> it's what is the makeup of that group and and how is it changing? I would love to know. I, I would love some insight into that. So we'll get Scott Rasmussen on the on the job, maybe. <laughs> Do something very expensive. Well, I, I for, think I think there's free, a, I Scott. think that's something that's not talked about because we're thinking all independents are the same. And they're not. Then there's yeah. a wide variety of independents out there. We'll talk about that coming up. Eight six six ninety red eye. This preventative maintenance tip is brought to you by Hotshot Secret, the country's number one fastest-growing oil and additive company. If you've been driving a diesel any length of time, you know diesel fuel quality can be an issue. There are U.S. standards that diesel fuel is supposed to meet, like cetane number, lubricity, a.k.a. wear protection, deposit control. But oftentimes, the fuel at the pump falls short. Let's highlight diesel fuel cetane number. In most states, the minimum a cetane number can be is 40. Through years of testing, Hotshot Secret has found the average cetane number across the nation is between 42 to 45 and most modern engines are built in tune to operate best with a cetane number closer to 50 this is why a premium additive is needed to keep cetane numbers up to keep the engine operating at its best while helping with fuel economy and dpf regeneration cycles add hot shot secret everyday diesel treatment a six-in-one fuel booster at every fill-up to keep cetane numbers in a premium range while also protecting your fuel system learn more about the science behind diesel fuel and hot shot secrets everyday diesel treatment at hotshotsecret.com this report is brought to you by Shell Rotella. Shell Rotella, with advanced synthetic technology, is designed to help keep your rig running with more mileage and less maintenance. Lines open for your calls. 866-90-RED-EYE on Red Eye Radio. And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed. Brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just something I've noticed. Bargain hunting is back. I mean, bargain hunting's always been around. We always love a great deal. But man, everywhere you look, people are bargain hunting. You know, there's so many great ways to find great deals. Hey, I have a great find in your bargain hunting journey. Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 
or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price that's a real bargain when you use the code CPREDEYE. That's the letters CPREDEYE, all one word, for 15% off your stay at motel6.com. That is a bargain. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. It's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Hurley, and I'm Gary McNamara. Good morning. Uh, you know, when we we talk about uh, you know independence and where independents are going to go, I mean, it's, this is the this is one of the I, I think discussions we've had for the longest time, and we've talked about you know the number of Trump supporters that you know after Biden won would say, well, see see what a horrible job he's doing mm-hmm. because of mean tweets, and you wouldn't vote for him for mean tweets. Yeah. Well, it gets to to the fact of, you know, what demographics vote for you. And there's a huge, wide area of independents out there that think in a different way. And as we have stated, well, by saying that, you're acknowledging that some people would not vote for Trump solely based on his tweets. Mm -hmm. Solely based on how he writes his tweets. Mm Mm-hmm. Solely based, and I've you know heard this on his personality. Mm-hmm. Well, then you have to ask your question: Should your candidate be sensitive, still promote the same issues, but be sensitive to how they communicate their message, or do you expect independents to change to vote for your candidate? Mm. Mm. Call and join the conversation. 1-866-90-RED-EYE. Red Eye Radio. And he is Eric Hurley, and I'm Gary McNamara. Good morning. Yes, yeah, so how do independents uh, uh, think? You know, I mentioned last week the conversation I had with uh, Independent Bob. And yeah. uh, even though Independent Bob has become much more conservative, he cannot, he will not, he has not. He did. I believe he did in 2016. I don't believe he did in 2020. Maybe he didn't in 2016. I'm not sure. But he can't vote for Trump. He will not vote for Trump. Mm-hmm. And he'll vote for DeSantis. He'll vote for any other Republican. He won't vote for Trump. Mm-hmm. I got into some of the conversation with him trying to feel him out uh, about, all right, so what do you think about these, you know, the uh, the, the charges and he said, well, he shouldn't have done those things. And I said, yeah, but the charges themselves. And I got the feeling that, uh, you know, because I told him, I said, well, there were no laws broken here. There were no laws broken. And where there may be laws broken that they would have to prove, that's something they could charge every president with right. after after that president is out of office yeah. for retaining some type of top secret uh, uh, records, as we know. In fact, they've got him, they got him. He's like... Well, it's almost like, well, I know you're right on that, but I just want Trump gone no matter how you get him gone. Yeah. That's the feeling I get 
from him mm. as he has turned more conservative over the years and realized that the Democrats are insane. He is the kind of person, not that he would look at the No Labels Party as as a uh, as a party that is going to do anything, but as a protest vote, I believe he would vote that way. Mm. He's not going to vote for Cornell West. Right. He's not going to vote for a Democrat. And so that's why I say when you talk about independence, and it's been a huge discussion, and, and it's something that every single uh, Trump supporter knows of because they've talked about it. They've they've done tweet. Every single uh, Trump supporter that I personally know has put that on social media at least once. Yeah, right. Oh, see what you got with Biden, but you wouldn't vote for Trump because of mean tweets. Mm-hmm. which we have stated, then stop the mean tweets. Mm-hmm. Whose responsibility is it to get votes, the Republican Party and the candidate? Or is it up, or, and and what's more likely, to get the candidate to change? And that may not be likely in the case of, of Trump. <laughs> yeah, but, I'm, but I'm guessing what, based on the pattern, no. What should your expectation be, that a candidate does the right thing? Still promotes what they believe, but the proper tone, understanding that he's already got the converted and understanding that you need to talk in a different tone to independents who are trying to find a reason to vote for you, Mm -hmm. but can't. But in Trump's case, I don't think anything he could do now would bring back somebody like independent Bob. I just don't likely. Right. I don't I just don't believe it. I I don't believe it would. And but when you look overall, just of that mindset that exists out there, well, independents should have voted that way. Well, do you think you can get the millions of independents to say, "Oh, okay"? Since Trump supporters tell me I need to forget about his tweets, I will. No, they're already where they are, mm-hmm. and and that's the problem. That's the challenge that uh, that uh, that Trump has now. As I've said, the Democrats are so screwed up. And we're in uncharted territory that you never know. And if you get, it seemed over the weekend, the Democrats are getting worried, number one, about Cornell West, about the No Labels Party, about uh, um, uh, Newsom, Gavin Newsom. I almost said Devin Newsom. <laughs> Gavin Newsom now in the in the debate against uh, uh, DeSantis. Uh, and I really wonder when Trump people are going to start attacking DeSantis for doing this interview, because that'll actually be pretty big. Hmm. Does I? What does yeah. mean, mean? Does that mean? No, you, I'm you just agree? considering it. I, oh, okay. I think it could be. Yeah, 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 definitely. Uh, big, I, I I just think it. I just think it is because uh, not number one, there won't be a lot going on at that point. Mm-hmm. It's about a year from elections because it's going to be in that November, and it's about California versus Florida. Yeah, right. And, yeah, I and mean, so well, I, and, I, and, and, and here's the other thing, too. If you take the people out of it for a moment, the personalities out of it for a moment, what do you really have? Actually, you could you could leave that factor in and it could be worse for the Democrats. And this is this is the reason. Biden. <laughs> is the far left will tell you horrible at articulating their agenda. And I would argue he's horrible 
at articulating anything. <laughs> but here's what you and I pointed out to when the whole discussion about Newsom started to become an actual discussion. And that is this. Newsom is on point. Newsom can actually articulate the agenda. So rank and file Democrats who are not really on board with where the far left is going. Look at that quite possibly, and I I would love to see a polling on this. As, or maybe not, we've kind of thrown out the polling, but they see that as a problem because it means further, look, he's going to be a guy, if Newsom, if Biden steps down and Kamala Harris isn't going to run and he's the guy, the far left will tell you we need people who can articulate our agenda and, and be more aggressive. The rank-and-file Democrat people in the middle look at that and say, no, actually, you don't want that. Yeah, I, I, would, I would tend to look and say they want Newsom. Now, Biden has done these things that Americans disagree with. Right. And so the fallback, I think, for liberals is get rid of him. He doesn't articulate our agenda, even though... He is doing more of their agenda than any other Democratic president in history, including Obama. But the fact is the public isn't buying it. Mm -hmm. So they need a distraction. Right. I don't think DeSantis can sell California to the American public. You mean uh, Newsom? What did I say? DeSantis. Jeez. (laughs) That's a key. That's a very key point. I don't. DeSantis I, may literally want to sell California. <laughs> I don't think. I don't think that Newsom can sell the California mindset to the American people. Right. But he can. He will be better at distracting and attacking the personalities of the Republicans. Okay. So this may be nothing. That's interesting. You say that. This may be nothing. Because I've kind of been looking up stories about Newsom and, and things that he's been talking about. And it's a lot of state stuff. I mean, imagine that, the governor of a state talking state stuff. And there were some things that, you know, that, that and it's not anything that's catching fire nationally at the moment. But I've noticed his wording seems a lot more, I won't say centered, but ambiguous. <laughs> right yeah where good, politically good. ambiguous where it's you know he's just gonna you know smile and then well what we're looking at is blah blah there are certain words that come out of Newsom's mouth and well anyone on the far left that that they that they use that will send up the woke flag it will it will absolutely tell you what their agenda is and if you're following closely you already know what their agenda is but in selling newsom to the rest of the world or outside of the blue bubble of california he's going to have to be more politically ambiguous if he's going to be successful yes i agree with that and 
It may, I don't know if that's what he's doing right now is, is a practice run or if I'm reading too much into it or if it's coincidence. But it could be a practice run. It could be, let's start changing, because we don't want those quotes coming back on us. What we want is this. <laughs> James Carville <laughs> with, with Bernie. And, and by the way, Bernie's saying that, you know, a, a basically a Democrat challenge to the president, you know, that's we shouldn't be having that, that kind of thing. This wouldn't be a challenge. In the case of Newsom, it's not, he's not going to primary against Biden. It'll happen if Biden has to step down for any reason. But when you look at that, they may be looking at the polling and go and, and thinking you just need you need to have that broader appeal and you can't have those with your with with the party agenda. Take care of the party agenda after you get elected. But he's gonna have to be in terms of his message, in terms of how he talks, he's going to have to be a lot more politically ambiguous than he has been in the past. And keep in mind, you know, uh, his old stomping ground, San, San Francisco, imploding right now. But this is this is a guy who's very far left, very modern. And I, I'm wondering how many in the party and or rank and file are looking for Democrats to get back to that ambiguous language so they can get their agenda done and not be so straight out front, we're coming for your children. I, I already know what the, my major theme would be uh, if I'm a Republican political consultant uh, for the uh, Republicans and Newsom decides to run. Vote for Newsom if you wish to be like San Francisco. Oh, man, all day, yeah. That's what I would do yep. all day, yep. all day long. Yep. And, and so... He can't get by that to show you because people look at it and go, OK, look, he's got the look. As I said, he's got the 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 Pat Riley 80s look yeah. is what he has. Oh, OK, he looks young and everything else. And mm-hmm. so he's a guy to go to. But he is the same problem that any other liberal Democrat has. Mm-hmm. You saw it with reparations. Yes, I'm for reparations. I'm putting together the panel. Here is the panel. We're going to going to going to go and they're going to look into it and everything else. And all of a sudden, the panel that he puts in goes insane. Five million dollars. You know, it's going to. What was the was it two? Was it up to two hundred million? Yeah, something was was two uh, two hundred million, two hundred million dollars where I mean, it got to be it got to be a joke. For when finally the the uh, the group put together said, "Okay, here's what we're decided. You know, here's what we've decided. Whatever it is, a million and a half to five million. I can't yeah. even remember what it, the last one was because right. it gets it gets so ridiculous. They go back to him and say and say, "Well, what do you think? Well, uh, we'll see what the legislature does. But you know, reparations isn't all about the money. <laughs> well, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. That's the only thing it's about." And and then he's been completely quiet on it. Yeah. He can't touch it. Yeah. He's got the same problem every single liberal Democrat has. If the Republicans would ever wake up, and that yeah. is the fact that none of them can actually defend what they're doing. Exactly. They you can know, deflect. They, they, they can deflect. There's they no way lie. to, to can... defend it. There's no way to debate it. There's no right. way to put that on a debate stage and make it work. 866-90-RED-EYE. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll free at 866-90-RED-EYE. 
What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carney, and I'm Gary McNamara. Did you hear Kevin McCarthy over the weekend? Mm. This, this is this is a way for the Republicans to justify agreeing with the Democrats and spending more money. If we if we have a shutdown, the Biden investigation will stop. McCarthy said that over the weekend. In all likelihood, if there's a shutdown, everything shuts down. The Biden administration, the the uh, the investigation into Joe Biden will stop. So basically, telling his party, the GOP, yeah, we need to come to terms. We can't shut down the investigation, right? And then now the Democrats are going to want more. <laughs> Right? Yeah, exactly. Oh, no, we need $9 trillion. <laughs> and, and they're thinking, we don't care about Biden anymore. We hope he's gone. <laughs> exactly. Getting to that point. Right. So we have to throw Biden under the bus for $50 trillion? Well, you know, you'll buy Biden. You'll know if the Democrats are part of a bipartisan approach to cutting the budget. <laughs> <laughs> and it gets done quickly. Yeah, you guys just uh, hurry up with that investigation. We need to get Newsom on stage. Um, it is so right now so interesting. There, it, it's it's almost like walking through a forest or a jungle. You just don't know what you're going to encounter next you know you really don't know what you're going to run into next in the american political landscape and it is to me fascinating all day long and man we're just getting started on the 24 season wow Top of the Hour News is brought to you by House Products. Visit HouseProducts.com. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show from the Uniden America Studios. This is Red Eye Radio. Hi, I'm Gary McNamara. He is Eric Harley. Good morning. Hi. Looking at the latest update on Tropical Storm, the Dahlia, uh, which is... Uh, South of the western tip of Cuba mm. will be over Cuba by 7 p.m. tonight. And looks like uh, it will be early Wednesday morning uh, when the eye would uh, 
pit between, looks like, uh, you know, Tampa and the Panhandle in between there. And the yeah. uh, the the uh, the eastern part of the Panhandle. Yeah, the Gulf Coast of uh, the Gulf Coast. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so they expect it to be a hurricane by uh, seven a. Well, actually, seven p.m. on my, uh, tonight. It will mm. be, it will hit hurricane strength. It's at sixty miles an hour right now. They believe it'll be a, it might be a cat two by the time it hits. By the time it hits uh, the. Uh, Western part of Florida. Mm-hmm. So uh, I know DeSantis calling a state of emergency already. And uh, we'll see where that uh, where that goes. I was watching a local cast. I believe it was, I don't know if it was Sarasota or Tampa. They were talking about the fact that they're below rain this year, 14 inches. So they actually need the rain. Uh. It's like uh, sort, sort of like me. <laughs> Last night, rain. Yeah, my brother lives on the Gulf Coast of Texas. And we were texting each other on Saturday morning. He goes, man, we got so much needed rain. And you don't think of that because you always think of the coast not needing rain, always getting that daily afternoon shower. But Mm -hmm. that hasn't been the case for a lot of the Gulf Coast. You know who I just uh, saw? Just saw the story. You know who died yesterday? Joe the plumber. Forty nine years yeah, of age. Yeah. Pancreatic cancer. Yeah. Remember him from Obama? So that, he was in his thirties. Yep. He was in his. Wow. That's where that debate about that. Remember, it was the two hundred and fifty thousand dollar mark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now I think. Uh, based on inflation, the two hundred and fifty thousand income is at poverty level. It's mid poverty level. It's fourteen thousand. <laughs> yeah. So, they you know, but that debate was that it really be, because Joe the plumber became you know the poster child for conservatives. Hey, I'm out here working. I'm out here. You know, doing a job a lot of people don't know how to do, and maybe w- wouldn't do if they if they did know how to do it. It's not a pleasant job to do, and you're going to come in and tax me for working harder. And Obama was pretty much, um, yeah, yeah. So, condolences to his family for sure. You saw the uh, up in New York, they had the, uh, uh, the protest of the migrant camps mm-hmm. and there were both sides out there. That's getting interesting up in New York. Yeah. Well, really interesting to see where that's going to go. Well, here's the thing. We know that the left isn't supporting. They're not supporting this, even though, you know, over the weekend that the headlines and the protests. We know in New York. They're not supporting it on the left because you have people like Mayor Adams. We oh, can't, we can't do this. He was out. We can't he, do this. He was we blaming this. blaming Texas uh, again. Oh, of course. Like, of course. Well, on every topic, the Democrats never complete the sentence, the full equation. It's like you know that. <laughs> You know, one plus one equals two, but they never get past one plus. <laughs> yeah. 
They just ignore right. the second. Well, no, no, no. One and one isn't two because one plus. Yeah, but there's another one after it. And and I'm I'm saying this by the you know the sanctuary cities where they invited them in. They've invited illegal immigrants and told illegal immigrants that we will protect you from the federal government. Mm-hmm. And so you come here. So naturally, migrants who come in and illegal immigrants, hey, here is a here's a free ticket. Would you like to go to New York? Yeah, we're going to go to New York. And the states offer them because Biden has opened up the border. It's yeah. that simple. Yeah. And so what what is a Democrat argument? It's the state's fault. It's Arizona's fault. It's uh, the fault of Texas. It's the fault of Florida for offering migrants and illegal immigrants. I'm assuming there's illegal immigrants in there as well as well as migrants. And migrants means that this administration has legalized them. They have temporary status of being legally in here until they're until they either call the court or whatever, until their court date comes up, they're in here legally. And so what do they scream about? They scream about the border states and ignore the part of the question, which is the one plus, which is, well, if Biden wasn't allowing them in, the states wouldn't be doing this. They just conveniently ignore that, and the demonization goes to the Republican governors. Yeah, you see that, for example, I'm, I'm reading right here, chilling with Net Zero, interesting article uh, from National Review about what's going on in, in Great Britain and where it's, this whole climate change thing is going. Millions of families are going to be urged uh, uh, in Great Britain not to heat their homes in the evening to help the government hit their net zero target. Climate Change Committee said people should turn off their radiators at peak times as part of a wider drive to deliver emissions savings. And they talk about the things that they're telling people to cut back on now in order to save the planet. And, you know, we know the ultimate example was California last year when they had problems. And right after they talked about, you know, how wonderful it's going to be that everything was going to be electric vehicles, within a week they were telling you not to charge your electric vehicles because they didn't have the power. Again, yesterday was another day where the warning went out. Thank goodness. It was a little cooler, especially in the the uh, the Dallas area. But we've been close every single day of not having enough power in this heat wave to uh, cool the state of Texas, to provide electricity to the state of Texas. And it's only going to get worse. And I saw that it was out there. And you should see the Democrats on the Democrats like crazy on there. See, it's the Republicans. See, it's Abbott. If Democrats were in, we'd solve this problem. Mm -hmm. Where the reality is, Republicans acting like Democrats is what caused this problem. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And the federal government offering all the free subsidies has made it so even that the solution from the Republicans is we can't stop the federal government from doing and giving the subsidies. We can't stop people from taking those subsidies we can't fight that so the only thing we can do is set up 10 
natural gas plants or whatever the figure was that will run only 10% of the time, which the taxpayer is going to have to subsidize, which will skyrocket electricity prices and increase your taxes. Yeah. But the fact is, it's all liberalism that's causing it. Whether So those people, those Texas Democrats, that they believe it's Abbott's fault, what is your solution? They don't have a solution. They can't finish the equation. They'll just blame Abbott hoping that he'll lose his next election. And then a Democrat will come in and do what? How do Democrats plan on solving the problem besides telling you to buy an electric car and then 10 years from now, when everything's supposed to be an electric vehicle, telling you we don't have enough enough electricity for you to charge your vehicle? Because that's where it's going. Well, we saw it last week when the wind died down. ERCOT and sending out the notices here in our state saying you need to conserve uh, in this part of the day because there's no wind. Yep. yep. They've been blunt. There's not enough. I, was, I think it was Saturday when we got up to 109. Well, what's interesting. I, I actually went to the ERCOT yeah, right, uh, yeah. app and yeah. uh, it was about 80% of the power was being produced by natural gas, mm-hmm. it was seventy-five to eighty percent by natural gas, coal, and very little, very little hydropower. But the local in the media, state of Texas, yeah. But the local media doesn't explain that because the gray, the grid may be under strain because of the extreme heat. They don't finish the equation, right? It's not the extreme heat; it's the reliance on wind power, oh, right? We have it. But it's almost as if, well, the extreme heat, the extreme heat is not like a hurricane hitting. Right. It doesn't, the extreme It's not a heat, rare event. The, the extreme heat does not keep you from having a consistent form of energy. Right. Well, the reason that in the state of Texas, ERCOT is calling you to cut back is because of the liberal mindset of how we produce energy. End of story. That's mm-hmm. it. Right. The heat has nothing to do with it. No. It's We're Texas. The, it's the fact that we have made a decision, even in states like Texas, we have made the decision, and now they're backing off on it, but we've even made the decision to ensure that we don't provide enough consistent power to the population because apparently it's what the population wants. Yeah, to be under that threat when it's hot in the summer. Remember, uh, was it earlier this year or was it last year when they said, and there are also some clouds, low wind and clouds. The clouds were impeding solar farms. I was looking the other day when they, remember how they were extending it? To like eight, for like a couple of days last week, it wasn't just the normal, you know, four to seven in the afternoon or four to eight. Oh, no, it was the, you're right. It, it, became, was, yeah. it, it became four to ten, and I saw right. why. I went to the actual grid and looked at it, and you saw the problem was the wind was dying down, then solar is disappearing as you get six, seven, eight o'clock. It's gone, mm-hmm. and that's where the real problem was coming in. That's why they were saying eight to ten o'clock also was in there because people are using their air conditioning and then wind was going to be gone and solar was going to be gone. Mm -hmm. 
We've always we're known idiots. This. We're, By the way, we've yeah. always known this. Peak usage is in that prime time after people get home from work up until the time they go to bed. Right. We've known that. Texas is hot. Um, that's been the case for at least as long as I've been alive. I'm guessing longer. I can't prove it. Or maybe I can. This is so stupid that we're at this point. It's absolutely ludicrous that we're at this point and we chose it. Mm -hmm. You vote for these things. You ask for these things. And when they go into play and all of a sudden they are policy and affecting your life on a daily basis, if the entire state's not screaming, they're accepting it. We should be absolutely screaming at the top of our lungs, stop this nonsense. Well, the Democrats were claiming that getting rid of Abbott and putting liberal Democrats in the state of Texas yeah. will solve our energy problems. Yeah, Beto was going to be does, the, the, the answer. Do, does anybody believe that in the state of Texas, <laughs> that the left, with their policies on climate change, will solve the, the and, and remember how it accelerates, you know, Texas is different. Other states are cutting back, but Texas is getting, we're still building homes. We're still building new apartments. We're bringing millions of people in, mm-hmm. tens of millions of people in every 10 years. Mm-hmm. So we have to produce even more than states that are losing population. Right. Yeah, the grid has a greater burden. And yet we insist on ramping up the risk. Pure insanity. It is. It's ludicrous. 86690-RED-EYE. Most owner-operators leased to larger carriers are paid on a per-mile basis or a percentage of revenue per load. The per-mile basis is most prevalent among larger fleets. Percentage at smaller. Pay per mile tends to dominate discussions about pay just because it's easier to measure. And pay per mile often is wrongly used as the deciding factor in leasing to a carrier. While pay per mile can be a vital factor, it's not a cure for every ill. Nor does it mean a big settlement check is coming an owner-operator's way. Why? Because pay per mile always must be considered in balance with gross revenue as well as total costs. Gross revenue can include flat mileage pay, mileage pay that varies by length of haul, percentage revenue pay, and more. Most importantly, though, for every revenue dollar generated, only part of that dollar is profit. But for every extra dollar of cost saved, the entire dollar contributes to profit. Knowing and understanding your cost to operate is fundamental to understanding the true value of any pay package. Owner-Operator Business 101 is provided by Shell Rotella with advanced synthetic technology. For more information, go to OverdriveOnline.com to the Overdrive's Partners in Business section of the website. For more detail on Business 101 and many other topics. We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. Coming up, we'll have a uh, Kamala gift for you. <laughs> Listen, it's the thought that counts. <laughs> <laughs> Or lack of thought. <laughs> In her case, man. But, you, you, by the way, you and I were. Some, sometimes people explain something that's in a more impactful way 
than we can. And I know, I know people are doubting that. There's no way. Sometimes Mm. there is. For example, we talked last week about the state of California Mm. uh, uh, now where you have the uh, the legislature in uh, in Sacramento yeah. uh wanting to uh provide uh unemployment benefits because of the Hollywood strike to the actors and people in Hollywood that you would get unemployment even though you were striking now this would just be for the state of California and we talked about the fact how they're already 30 was it billion dollars in debt to yeah. to federal social security that they're having to pay off you know, each each and every month, and this is what they wish to do. And we just we talked about no, you don't do it if people are on strike. Unemployment is for people that are truly unemployed and don't mm-hmm. have a job to don't have a job to go to and didn't choose to go on strike. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wall Street Journal. Jobless benefits for Susan Sarandon. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. so uh uh let me ask you mr pitt is it is it pitt yeah yeah uh, oh brad pitt uh let me see oh i thought you meant mr pitt from seinfeld (laughs) (laughs) uh uh so so brad uh what is it that that you do normally uh that you can't do right now uh i'm i'm an actor sometimes i'm a producer sometimes i'm a writer Oh, okay. So, uh, what skills do you have? Uh, I can act. I can produce. I can write. Oh, okay. Uh, did you fill out any applications this week? <laughs> uh, welcome to Home Depot. Do you need a cart? Is that Brad Pitt? Is Brad Pitt working at Home Depot? I just love how they pick Susan Sarandon, though. <laughs> Jobless no, benefits for Susan Sarandon. I love that. <laughs> You're listening to Red Eye Radio from the Uniden America Studios. It's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Hurley, and uh, I'm Gary McNamara. Good morning. Download our Red Eye Radio app today, and you can listen when and where you want if you can't listen live overnight. And we thank it, you. We make it so convenient for you. Uh, 866-90-RED-EYE. Uh, what did I do with that Kamala? Hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you got to play that. Okay. I do have the I do have the You got it? Yeah. All right. Kamala Harris. Here she goes over here. This is her over the weekend on MSNBC. All right. Here we go. All right. There are forces that are intentionally trying to divide us as a nation. We need to be clear eyed about that also. So when I think about this fight, it is also a fight to to unify and to resist the the forces that are trying to divide us. You know, let's not be manipulated. And let's not, um, let us not be deterred. We cannot be tired. We cannot be overwhelmed. But let us also, in this moment, understand the significance and the importance of bringing our country together around, again, foundational principles about who we are as America. And I say that as Vice President of the United States. 
you you say you say what as vice president of the United States? There are forces attempting to divide us. Who she are- says on MSNBC. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hmm, who would that be? Just who would that be? Well, are there really forces that are trying to divide us, or? Uh, is there such a wide disparity on opinions of how things should run that it naturally causes a divide? What? Now, you could say there are foreign sources. You know, I'm 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 sure that uh, Russia and China and North Korea would like to divide us. Oh yeah, but she's trying to make the case. Democrats on MSNBC that there are forces that are trying to divide us, that their only goal is to divide us, that not, nothing is issue-based, that there's just this division going on because people like division. Mm-hmm. They like, I mean, now I will say this, I, for for example, I do remember when I was in college, you could accuse me and my buddies for doing that. When we would be in the student union, and back then it was the Lyndon LaRouche people. <laughs> yeah. The New York Labor Party. Mm. And and so they would sit. That was when they remember they were talking about the Queen of England runs all the drug trade throughout the world. I mean, they were into all sorts of conspiracy theories. So my buddy Jack, mm. he was an expert at it. My buddy Jack would go up and start discussing things with them, and he had a way of doing it. I mean, he was very Jack was very sophisticated for being in college. Mm. He could go up and start talking to you. I mean, he's the guy that when I first met him. I still remember, we're sitting at the cafeteria. Jack walks up. This guy looks like a hippie. You know, yeah. He's got long hair, mm-hmm. everything else. He goes, Jack, what's up? He goes, well, I got my work hat on, my work glasses, my work shirt, my work pants, my work boots, my work belt, my work shoes. I'm headed to the welfare office. There you go. That was the first time <laughs> I met him. And he looked like a hippie. And I, I always thought, you know, and I went through college with him, and we really didn't get into talking a lot about specifics about politics but i'll never forget when i became a talk a a talk show host when i moved from chicago to buffalo and became a you know a full-time talk show host at the top station there Mm -hmm. first live broadcast i'm doing from someplace i don't know whether it's a supermarket or whatever i'm doing a live broadcast and i can see him he's walking up and i go oh boy now i'm going to find out and he's was absolutely a conservative i mean it was just as conservative as could be but in college, there's Jack, and and uh, he goes up and starts talking to the New York Labor Party. Like, well, what are you talking about exactly? Well, we're talking about, and he'd wait till the jocks were started coming in, mm-hmm. and then in the middle of the sentence, and you know, these people weren't going crazy at the moment because they had Jack's attention. Jack turned, looked, saw them coming. He goes, "What do you mean you hate America? <laughs> I love America. You hate it. You hear these guys hate America." <laughs> what do you mean they hate America? And then all of a sudden, there are people screaming at each other, and Jack would simply walk away, come up, and we'd sit on this great big wall in the student union inside where you could look down, and we'd just sit up there and eat our lunch and look down at the riot that that, that Jack had started. <laughs> <laughs> so I will say at that point, we were attempting to just divide, or Jack was attempting to divide. <laughs> yeah. Just for the... Ha- but that was for entertainment purposes. Purely. Purely entertainment purposes. But when you look at today, uh, 
if you give an opinion, you're dividing. And so yeah, I think what the right. left's point is any opinion that comes from the right is just looking to divide because it's just nobody nobody would ever hold those opinions. Mm-hmm. Right. Which, of course, is ridiculous, as we know. The reason there's a divide in this nation is, and we've said it, and I'm not saying it to divide, I'm saying it because it's accurate, the policies of the left are insane and can only be defended through lies. Yeah. Yeah, we'll start with we'll start with number one and say, if you hold this opinion, everything else you hold has to be suspect that a biological man can be a biological woman. If the biological man says so, we all know. And I was thinking about this over the weekend. I really wonder what the percentages are Mm -hmm. of people that actually believe that versus those that are intimidated to believe that. Well, it is I, it, no. I I would I would ask also of those who claim to actually believe it. Do they actually believe it? Yeah. Because yeah. here's the thing. They they want everything, and they want basically to control the language. They wanted to be a certain way. They wanted to be something, but they know it's not. I don't care how an adult lives their life, but you're not going to change science. You're just not. And they have, to, and I'm convinced they all know that. But living the lie, the delusional state of mind serves whatever purpose they believe. I, I I really don't know. It's bizarre. And it's, look, we get the whole thing on energy. One of the other points that, you know, these, if you believe that we can sustain our grid on wind and solar, you're delusional. That is scientific insanity. And it's just simply not possible where we are right now. Call me in 100 years, maybe. It's not happening right now, and we're forcing the mandates at the moment to force something that's not possible. Uh, It's non-science insanity. Exactly. I said yes. scientific insanity. Yeah. But it's non-science there you go. insanity. And everybody everybody knows it. People can figure it out. They know about it because it's not hard. I've got solar panels. They don't work at night. Yeah. I mean, it's that simple. No, we, we, all, it, right. we all know, it, you know, and, and who doesn't have solar garden lights? Mm. Probably most people have some of them in the yards. They understand it. Get the solar power during the day. You need a huge, you know, 12-hour charge in order to hope that it goes six or seven hours overnight. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you're, and, and so everybody knows, but the solar panel themselves are useless. You have to have the batteries, the rechargeable batteries right, inside right. of there to provide it. Right. But we all know that we don't have a battery big enough to hold the power for a state or a country. 
it doesn't exist and won't exist. And therefore, you when you use the energy, you need to use it that, right at that moment that needs to be going down through the lines, and it does it very quickly at 186,000 miles per second. Yeah. Is how fast it moves through the line. So it's doing it. It's doing it very quickly. Uh, but the fact is, we don't have it. We see what's going on in this country. We see the way Europe is panicking now, even going to coal, while we are willingly BSed by the left. Still, that we can do all this by twenty thirty five when it is impossible to do impossible they're even admitting now well we can't get it done by 2035 well then why are you saying that every car needs to be solar every car needs to be electric by that point right look you're these mandates are setting up something that cannot be achieved it just is impossible to do it right now the mining of the materials if you look at the math on what would have to happen to make these mandates happen on EVs. But the truth is the country is divided because the country is divided on issues. Yep. So Kamala Harris, again, is not telling you the truth. There are people attempting to divide us. We need to stop it. Well, why are they attempt? Who, who are these, who are these people and why are they doing it? Right. Because somebody could make the point you and Eric are attempting to divide the people. No, I'm not. No, we're, we're talking s- ideas. Yeah, we're we're talking ideas and telling you the truth and the reality of things like electricity, of things like biology. And you're saying no, but won't provide any type of specific answer to back up your point. If e- someone except, that I disagree except with, intimidation, that will divide. If someone I disagree with goes to speak at a local college, I don't show up. And shout, I know where you live. Yeah. In fact, I'd be more inclined, if anything, to go inside, sit down, and listen. Not because I think, oh, maybe my mind will change. No. I I like knowing how the other side thinks. Yeah, I want to know what their argument is. Yep. 866-90-RED-EYE. We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. Coming up on the top of the hour, we'll talk about uh, this. Shokin Speaks, the prosecutor, you saw that Mm -hmm. over the uh, weekend talking to uh, uh, Fox News and saying that he believes that he was fired uh, at the insistence of President Biden, because I was investigating Burisma, he also says it's his firm personal conviction that he was fired because then Vice President Biden and Hunter uh, were uh, were were uh, uh, taking bribes. You know, the interesting thing is both uh, what's his name? Shlosevsky, the hmm. former head of Burisma. Right. Basically, they're both saying the same thing. Think about it. The prosecution and the defendant at that point. Are saying the same thing. You know, that's interesting. And, I just thought no, about no, that. That's, saying, it, that is very saying. interesting because they're both they they are both sides of that equation in Ukraine. Yes. Yeah. 
and you know the whole thing you've you've seen it starting to die uh about the fact remember well uh Shokin was uh Shokin was corrupt mm. and then the legal papers came out how he was trying to take uh Sloshevsky's property and things like that he was right, going yeah, after them yeah. legally right. at that point that sort of take took that argument away once that came out once those uh, apparently legal documents were found or presented and i'm still wondering about the phone calls that were apparently recorded by the president of burisma right right to protect himself down the road so you think about it shokin who was the prosecutor uh, is basically cooperating shlosevsky who was who was the who was the defendant who was going after right have basically told the same story yeah. to america yeah that the Bidens were being bribed. Both sides of it are saying it. And I, I think it's important because I haven't heard anybody put that together in mm-hmm. that way mm-hmm. and say, mm-hmm. well, you know, both the prosecution and the defense are sort of saying the exact same thing about the Bidens. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, very interesting situation. And so if Shokin is talking, talking, will Shlosevsky at some point talk? And, by the way, uh, the August break uh, ends next week. So, then we're back to it. It'll be interesting to see where the GOP in the House goes. is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show from the Uniden America Studios. This is Red Eye Radio. Yes, we are. He is Eric Carlin. I'm Gary McNamara. 86690-RED-EYE. Good morning. Well, I see after all, after the White House, after Democrats, after the governor of Hawaii, blamed the Maui wildfires on climate change, it seems as if the lawsuit filed against the energy provider by Maui itself, the county of Maui, uh, is not blaming climate change, but blaming negligence of the power company for not turning off, turning down certain lines, Mm. uh, for not clearing brush from electric lines. And that's one of the things that's been talked about, how so many of these grid providers are so caught up in the climate change aspects. They're not doing their damn job. Yeah. Because that's the reality. What are they suing after? Hmm. Maui uh, argued in the lawsuit that the energy provider has a duty to maintain 
and repair the electrical transmission lines and other equipment, including utility poles associated with their transmission of electricity, and to keep vegetation properly trimmed and maintained as uh, so as to prevent contact with overhead power lines and other electric equipment. That doesn't seem to be climate change. The lawsuit further alleges the power company energized uh, energized and uh, downed power lines, ignited dry fuel, such as grass and brush, causing the fires. A lawsuit also alleges failure to maintain the system and power grid, which caused the systemic failures, starting three different fires on August 8th. Hmm. Lawsuit alleges that the defendants acted negligently by failing to power down their electrical uh, equipment despite a National Weather Service red flag warning on August 7th, Maui County said in a released uh, in a release announcing the lawsuit. Hmm. They claim that's what caused the fire. That's not climate change. Nope. No. Look, if you have uh, aging components of your power grid and a refusal to repair them or upkeep them, then the inevitable is going to happen. You have the right conditions of of uh, dry vegetation and a spark. We all know how it works. Well, I have to ask this question. You know, because we talk about Kamala Harris saying people purposely trying to divide other people. Hmm. If you lie about what caused a major problem, are you attempting to divide? Since Kamala Harris has brought it up about the fact that it's terrible, that there are forces attempting to divide. If you lie about where you stand on the issue, are you attempting to divide? Well, let me let me ask you this because I'll I'll add to that I guess. If you issue a dissent if you're on the left. In this case if you challenge what they're claiming. If you say it's not climate change. And they're and and they're of course they've been on the climate change train that's what caused it and you say it's not what do you think it's going what do you think's going to happen to you the mob will shut you down they'll come after you you can't step out of line if you're somebody who's on the left and you come out and say well no it looks like it wasn't climate change it looks like you didn't have the upkeep of the components of our power grid and that is a You know, if these are the problems we've seen with dissent on any level on the left. Uh, John Stewart on Colbert. Hey, maybe it was a lab leak. Oh, my gosh, he's sounding like Fox News. Or maybe it was a lab leak. These are the things that happen. And so where's the division coming from? Well, I wonder if the left figured that just saying climate change is the ultimate excuse they need to never do their job 
as politicians. Oh, sure. That no matter what, everything is beyond our control to do anything because climate change. Right. We can't stop wildfires. We can't stop hurricanes. We can't we we can't have a proper emergency response to anything that exists out there. We will fail in our duty to the public because climate change just overwhelms us. So the solution, give us more of your money. Yeah. That's what it seems to me. Or am I wrong? No, I mean, that's exactly what we're dealing with here. Hawaii and the people of Hawaii, especially those who lost loved ones, are dealing with devastation. The question is, do we want the truth or not? Remember, the push on the left and the Democrats for the president to call a uh, climate state of emergency yeah. on this. They're using every, any excuse they possibly can to not do their damn jobs. That's yeah. what it is. Right. When it comes down to it, they don't want to do their jobs. Right. They want to live in some type of delusional world, and they don't want to do their job, which is to serve the public and provide services to the public and keep the public safe. You think about that. Keep the public safe in our inner cities. They could care less about keeping the public safe. Oh, I think that's clear right now. So everything. I'm amazed. Wait a minute. Hmm? Has somebody said that the crime in the cities is climate change? Uh, They have tied higher crime to climate change. I thought because of heat. Yeah. Yeah, they have. Yeah, it's true. (laughs) I'm looking it up here. I'm actually putting Google. Have they tied higher crime? Have they tied as a result of climate change? Climate change causing increase in crime. Right? They have. Uh, of course they have. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm just I'm seeing if there's any headlines. <laughs> there it is. Global warming to increase violent crime in the United States. Yeah. Oh, well, no, here, here it is. Harvard Kennedy School, crime, weather, and climate change. Look, if you're a police officer, you know that during warmer weather, the bad guys are out more. They work, they like to work in in nicer conditions. But that's not the point the left is trying to make. Oh, see? It's climate change. Climate crisis linked to rising domestic violence. Yeah, Cooperative uh, Institute for Research. Global warming to increase violent crime in the United States. This is back in January of 2020. Wow, January of 2020. Nobody even knew what the word COVID meant yet. Climate change exasperates violence against women and and girls. Mm-hmm. Let me just see. I have to do this because the NFL cut day is tomorrow. They're making cuts already. Oh, yeah. Kaepernick not playing. Due to climate change. <laughs> due to climate change. I'm actually putting this in. Since everything else I'm putting in comes up, you you, you get the pattern here. No matter what the problem is, it's all climate change. Right. If you just let us tax you more and limit what you what you can 
use in your home and in your vehicle or the type of vehicle you can use, then there won't be such a rise in crime. Okay. Hey, you ready for this? <laughs> September 24, 2017. All right. Okay. All right. No, they're not actually blaming climate change, but the headline, is there climate change for Kaepernick's return after NFL's clap back at Trump? <laughs> But they had to use climate change <laughs> in the sentence somehow. Right. Maybe can we can relate climate change right. to Kaepernick yeah. in some way yeah. Yeah. from 2017. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. And, and I just yeah. say that because uh, the, all the preseason games are over. The cuts are starting. They have to be down to 53 players by tomorrow, I believe, at like 7 p.m. And so I was just wondering, is there any Kaepernick talk or is a Kaepernick talk again? Can we write off any Kaepernick talk now for 2023-2024 season unless there's a quarterback injury? If there's a quarterback injury in one of the teams, then the Kaepernick talk will start again. But right now, there is no Kaepernick talk. None. Due to climate change. <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right well the border what's the problem because of the border climate, climate change. change no that's clearly climate change uh the the Duluth- they're coming to texas because it's not as warm <laughs> arizona too <laughs> yeah that's right <laughs> Well, that, that's why, well, it is forget about xenophobia mm. of what's going on in New York and Chicago and other places that are starting to complain by their by the Democrats' own standard of what xenophobia is. Right, right, right. Uh, is, uh, it, it, are, uh, are the people of New York, is Mayor Adams, is Hochul, are, are they all... Uh, climate change deniers because that's why they wish to come to the United States. That's what we're being told by the the president of the White House. The 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 uh, migration is all happening because of climate change. So we should send them to all the cooler climates, the migrants, to protect them. Correct? Yes. New York. Yes. So is good God. This is. Hey, they're the ones that come up with the arguments. Yeah. We just have fun with it. Yeah. And uh, so that's why Adams is, uh, that's, uh, you know, that's why Adams is a climate change denier. Right. And so is Hochul. They're screaming to the federal government, wait a minute, you're the cooler places. Right. Well. <laughs> they keep running into their own brick wall. I know. You know, their rule book doesn't make any sense. It really is just ludicrous. I, and here's the thing, too. Uh, another poll that we can have our pollster friends take. <laughs> Listen, it doesn't cost a lot of money to take a poll. Eric and Gary want to know. Come on, do the poll. How many actually believe it's an issue? Because if you call someone or you you poll someone, do you believe climate change is an issue? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
if you sat down and had a conversation with that, that person, first of all, their knowledge about the world, the climate, and how it all works, and you really qualified that respondent, what would they really feel? What would, what would they really say if they were being honest? What do people really think about this? Because ultimately, here's what they're saying. In order to save the planet, you can't drive that car. You're going to have to drive this car that costs twice as much. In order to save the planet, you can't use natural gas to power your electricity in your home. You're going to have to use wind and solar. And you can't power. There will not be enough power. That's right. So you will have to. We read the article the other day. Those How, the, how they're already getting ready that you're going to have to get prepared to to uh, do without electricity for portions of the day, uh, including when it really gets hot, you may have to turn off your air conditioning. Right. We're not... We're not coming up with uh, with uh, that. By the way, I just found this, too. Hmm. How gender inequality and climate change are interconnected. Climate change seems to be the, the they they believe they found an excuse to not do their damn job for anything. Oh, yeah. Everything is climate change and beyond our control. Yep. Do they believe that their constituents who they believe are idiots, do they believe that they will buy into that all? Right. Remember the call we got a long time ago? Uh, the guy who said, listen, I think we should go back to the time of horse and carriage. Take care of a horse, one just one horse, for one month, and then call us back. <laughs> go ahead. 866-90-RED-EYE. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll free at 866-90-RED-EYE. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara. Let's go to John uh, from San Francisco about energy. John, welcome. You're on Red Eye Radio. Welcome to the show. Hi. Yeah, just really quick. Um, you got to look it up. You can't believe this. It's California, we have a Diablo uh, station power plant. It's a big nuclear power plant. We used to have about five of them in California, but they've shut them all down, except for that's the last one running. On Thursday, a judge ruled against an environmental group, and they're going to leave it open because that plant provides 10 to 20% of all the energy for California. Yeah. And with and the rest of the, the grid, so it's, they just lost. And believe it or not, the PUC and Gavin Newsom realized it's a total screw-up. So they had to get their own public utilities commission in California to tell them to leave it on. So they're even going to have to upgrade it because they're finding out this other green energy doesn't work. Mm. It's not consistent, so it can't keep the grid going correctly. Yeah. Right, the solar and the other. Right, and when you got no power, how are you going to how are you going to plug in your Tesla? When you can't, right? you right. have to fire up, a, and we're banning gas generators too in California. Well, I that, that. yeah, I mean, John, when they announced the, the 2035 mandate on EVs, it was just days in California. It was just days later that the governor basically had to say, "Listen, don't charge your your EVs this afternoon because we're going to have a shortage of power." And then by the end of that day, they had to scramble to find uh, energy from another co-op. I don't know which it was, but they found energy from another co-op to buy to make sure that the grid would not be unstable. But that's where he was. He went from, in just a few days, starting in 2035, new vehicles, 
sold have to be EVs to, hey, don't plug your EV in this afternoon because we don't have enough power. Oh, and gets better. All these areas, you still need the natural gas or the propane or the yeah. gas for the stoves, and they're banning all that here, too. Oh, yeah. And also the best, did you hear about the one they just banned ceiling fans? That's, yes. the, that's the kicker. Yeah, well, yeah. That well, one? Or they or the the Biden wants to look into more efficient ceiling fans. Well, they're, yeah. yeah, they're they're creating more efficient, which by the way, I'm sure will work better and cost a lot less, right? Because they always do. Yeah, and yeah. made in China. You guys have a great morning. Yeah, yeah thanks, too. John. It's it's just amazing that <laughs> it's the Kevin Bacon make. You know, thank you, sir. May I have another all over again? But we go back to this. We repeated it it, because we have to repeat it every time we choose this. We are not an energy poor nation in our reserves. We dwarf the rest of the planet and what we have available in the ground and what we can use. It's cheap. It's plentiful. And we have cleaned it to death. I mean, to the point of you talk about clean energy. There's nothing that is clean by the left standards. No, there isn't. Green energy isn't Isn't clean. clean. You're a threat to democracy if you don't download our app, Red Eye Radio. And he is Eric Harley, and I'm Gary McNamara. 866-90-RED-EYE. By the way, I did see this over the weekend. Mm. And look, I understand that the left has to exaggerate. The right doesn't. Yeah, right. Uh, When I saw this one, Biden alcohol czar says U.S. may follow Canada, Canada, limit beers to two a week. Uh Is that actually what's going on? No, no. No. That's a Fox News headline. I caught that on Friday, and, I, and I'd saved that. I just said, because we talk about, it bothers me more when those that call themselves conservative media purposely give you a headline oh. that does not fit what's in the body of the story. I wish, uh, I didn't, I'm almost positive I didn't bookmark it. There were Two stories over the weekend just like that. The story was not what the headline suggested. That's another form of clickbaiting. If you've got to do that to, I guess, keep your money going, I guess it's what you do in today's age, but you lose integrity with me. Right. I mean, it's a, uh, it, it would, it would be a, uh, the recommendation that nobody even, there are, I bet you if you ask Americans, not our audience, because we told you what it is, what are the guidelines right now for how many beers you're supposed to, how many drinks you're supposed to have a week? If uh, I bet you no Americans can tell you. I bet they couldn't tell you, but I bet if they were to guess at it, they'd say something like 14, two a day. That is two a day. That's what it is. Yeah. We, I mean, we said it on Friday. Yeah. So. Oh, I meant, I'm sorry. I meant 14 a day. 14 a day. <laughs> Sorry, I'm drunk. <laughs> 
I am not. Well, that's what happens when it's 14 a day and you're and you're paying very close attention to what the official guidelines are. Sometimes the days run into weeks and the weeks. No. um, And and so, I mean, it's part of the basically it's the it's the drink pyramid is what it is, like the food pyramid. (laughs) Exactly. It doesn't it doesn't Doesn't, dictate. And the and the other one was yeah because we're clearly following. Well. The guidelines of food. The other one was the headline that Biden (laughs) is going to mandate that everybody must take the new booster shot. Right. Not what they that's not what was being said. No. No, they were going to the recommendation to recommend they were going to recommend the booster for everyone. But it was being written by conservative media as it would be mandated that everybody would have. That's how it was implied. We don't. We the the Democrats are now they may sometime wish to do that. And there may be some and, that that believe still believe and have said they believe we should have them mandated. Right. But that wasn't the story. That's not that's not the story. That's and not the, and story. the two drinks a day, it wasn't government going to limit you to two drinks a day. And that was how it's impl- and there it is. It's still there. I mean, this has been there for three days now. Biden alcohol czar says U.S. may follow Canada limit beers to two a week. What uh-huh. does that tell you? Yeah, right. That tell- one, the that- alcohol czar. Yeah, and it goes dampening spirits is the and it's just like stop with the drama. Just tell me the story. The alcohol czar wants to change the recommendation to two beers a week. Right. That's fine. It's a recommendation. Right. It's not limit beers to two a week, because there it is. Bide alcohols are says U.S. may follow Canada limit beers to two a week. No, what is what is the implication from there? The government's going to there, limit there would be your beer intake. Yeah, with enforcement behind it, right of some sort. That's not the story. Don't do that, conservative media. You don't need. Democrats are already trying to do enough where you don't need to make stuff up. Yeah. Even though it may be true someday, and they may do it. I mean, as we talked about Friday. Not that the, they wouldn't want to do right. it, but that's not what right. that story is versus what the headline reads. The Democrats may say we're not getting enough tax money from beer. Only one a week, but 20 bongs. Yeah. Because we're making more taxpayer dollars. Well, that's only when the federal government gets their 8% cut that they're looking for from legalized weed. Right. Yeah, exactly. But no, I, I just that's just something that you and I always look for that. And am I more do I do we report it when the left does it? Yeah, every day. <laughs> but the fact is, it bothers me more when the right does it. I've I've come to understand by doing this that the left has to lie. Right. They can't convince you of where they stand if they don't lie. Right. Conservatives don't need to lie. So stop lying. Stop implying things that aren't there because yeah that would get people going the al the al bundy crowd would be going crazy <laughs> limit beers to two a week big <laughs> limit beers to two a week and mandate sex with the wife twice a day yeah week <laughs> is that dog weeks <laughs> the al bundy crowd would not like that because actually if it were dog weeks if dog years are times seven then it would be back to two beers a day, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. No, it's... Well, and here's the problem, too. What it promotes, what it nurtures, and this is on also the reader, the consumer of this these headlines, 
if they don't follow through and actually read the story and do their homework. But it nurtures this mentality in the at the water cooler talk level of, hey, did you hear? We're going to limit it to two beers a week. Let's not do that. Because then the conversation becomes that, and then it circles back. Thank you, Jen Psaki. It circles back to the liberals going, yeah, see, they're telling lies on the right, saying the government is going to limit you to two beers a week. Yeah, exactly. You know, don't right. let's not create right. that environment. Let's not encourage that type of environment and behavior. Now, we understand you go, but they could. But that's different than are they? Well, yeah, they, because, they could because we saw maybe some want to. Right, we saw in New York City about wanting to ban the amount of soft drinks that you could buy at a particular time. Remember that also that forty two percent of New Yorkers agreed with that, right? And and we're telling them, I can't control myself. Mm. I need government help, which yeah. is when Eric mm-hmm. came up with the Freedom Card. That we should have a freedom card in the United States. It's not affiliated with the Chase Bank freedom card, to be clear. <laughs> no, it is not. Or the, was there a freedom party? Was there? I'm sure there was. <laughs> but the freedom card, the idea was, all right, if you got your freedom card, then great. You get to live by the Constitution. If you want to hand in your freedom card and give it up to somebody, and we talked about this with the during the entire New York City uh, limiting the soda cup size, when forty two percent of New Yorkers supported the idea, forty two percent—that's more than half. By the way, there is the American Freedom Party, which is a white nationalist party. Eric's Freedom Card would have nothing to do with the American Freedom Absolutely Party. Absolutely nothing <laughs> to do with that. Yes, the uh, the the Freedom Card, if you choose to live in a free world and uh, be held accountable for the choices that you make, well then you can you can acquire a Freedom Card mm-hmm. to everybody else who believes that they are weak uh and wants a mommy and daddy to tell them what to do every day, then you don't get a freedom card. You you can hand yours in. You can hand yours in or you don't get one. Right. Well, everybody should be handed a freedom card. That's the way it should be done. We yeah, all no, get, I, I you like all that. get a freedom card. You voluntarily surrender yours if you wish Joe Biden to make all of your decisions. If you say, I'm not capable of making my decisions on my own, but Kamala and Joe are. Mm-hmm. If you truly believe that, then you would hand in your freedom card. Yeah. And then they would take care of you for the rest of your life. Right. Well, I mean, they'd take care of you as best they could with the minimal sustenance to keep you, you know, in poverty. Mm. But you don't have to do much to stay in poverty. Yeah. Right. Because you're being taken care of. Right. Yeah. Because you don't believe you have the bil- the ability to do it. But you'd have to voluntarily give it up. Yeah. And if you give it up, do you get it back? Can you get it back? No. <laughs> oh, yeah, you could. Oh, you could get your freedom uh, card back? Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. And it would be a quiz. We'd start with a quiz. 
And the first question on the quiz. <laughs> three branches of government. Name the three branches of government. <laughs> All right. I like that. You can't get your freedom card back. Yeah. And then you have to be able to explain the separation of powers. Yes. I don't know if that, oh, that may be asking for way too much. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's only the basis of the government that we yeah, yeah, that we I mean, live under. I it's mean, a, it's a small ex- thing. Expecting people to understand that and actually explain it may be going way overboard. Yeah. And then the next question would be Van Halen or Van Hagar. And by the way, one of them will get you exiled. Van Weezer. <laughs> Remember they did that album a couple of years yeah, ago? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was their homage to basically heavy metal and all the right. guitars. Yeah. Every song, it's still the harmonies of Weezer, but the guitars are... It's actually a good album. No, um, <laughs> he was on... Uh, I forget. I'm blanking on his, his name, the um, the lead singer. Uh, uh, Rivers Cuomo. Yeah, Rivers Cuomo was on... Uh, uh, one of the guitar sites did a, a video interview and talked about, you know, uh, he did, in fact... He did an Ingve. He did some Ingve licks on a guitar. Ingve Malmsteen. Yeah, and I was like, "Dude, <laughs> totally impressed." I'm not that he's not talented. It just you don't put those two together. And they did it before yeah. Eddie's Eddie's death. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it wasn't yeah. that they did it in right. after. Right. They just wanted to do an album. They said, "We just wanted to do a little bit of a harder album," but it has still has the same you know Weezer. Yeah. You know, humorous lyrics and right, right. and everything else, right. and, and it's still pop. But there's then they go into these heavy metal riffs. Yeah, I mean everything from Ozzy to whatever. And yeah, it's really a good. I mean, it's really a good album with that pop feel of Weezer yeah, at right. the same time. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. Uh, the, and so we'd have some more pop culture questions, and then we'd get back to, you know, let's see. Uh, do you believe the Supreme Court should stay as it is. <laughs> Do you believe the Senate should exist? Oh, we'd have a lot of questions. To earn back your freedom card once you give it up, it's gonna you're gonna actually have to earn it. You're gonna have to earn it. We got we have some questions for you. <laughs> Remember Mika on MSNBC oh, God, yeah. I mean, on the was, whole salt yeah. thing. God. Well, they need to limit the salt because I know I can't control myself. She'd have to give up so, her freedom. So card. someone needs to limit me over right. your weakness. Well, Joe gave up his freedom card a couple of years he ago. He clearly turned that in. Yeah. yeah. He did. Went to work for MSNBC and married her. Yeah, no, I mean, it's he full-on committed. He's not coming back. It's not going to happen. If you're waiting for it, stop waiting. It's not going to happen. 866-90-RED-EYE. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll-free at 866-90-RED-EYE. It's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara. Whew. Coming up following the uh, top of the hour, mm. uh, Victor Shokin, Joe and Hunter Biden were being bribed. This is the prosecutor speaking. The interesting thing is we just touched on it a little bit earlier just because as we were going through different topics. That's really interesting because Shokin now is doing interviews with Fox News and saying, nope, I was covering this. 
here's what I did. And the legal papers where he was trying to get, uh, uh, I can't think of his name now, the head of Burisma's mm-hmm. uh, Shlosevsky uh, was trying to, was trying to uh, uh, get his legal paper to confiscate a ton of his property. He goes, I was going after him. That's all, that's all false. I was. And so that's interesting. But when you think about it, both the prosecutor and the possible defendant at that time are both saying the same thing, that the Bidens took bribes. So both the prosecution and the defense. Yeah. If if he ever prosecuted right. the former head of Burisma, if he would have ever prosecuted him, they currently right now, according to the FBI 1023 and Shokin with now him being on Fox News, have the same opinion. The Bidens were taking bribes. Wow. Yeah, and that's not going to work well with what's going on. Uh, that's not going to work well for the Bidens. And then you have to add in the president of Burisma apparently having some recorded phone calls. Yeah. If those exactly. things ever surface, man, is it going to be great? This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show from the Uniden America Studios. This is Red Eye Radio. All across the USA and around the world, we are Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Harley, and I'm Gary McNamara. Good morning. Ah, yes. Monday, last week of August. I'm telling you, we had winter-like weather here yesterday. I think the high was 99 or 100, maybe. That was yeah. it. Yeah, my truck read 100 yesterday afternoon, uh, around 3-ish in the afternoon, driving around. Looking at the rain in the distance, I was like, well, good for those folks. And it turned out to be one of those folks was you. Yes. You were getting rain in your neighborhood. The rain woke me up. Not thunder. The rain. What was it like? Did you go outside and and dance around in it? No, I just Uh. smiled. (laughs) I went back back to sleep. Uh, I was, uh, it was Sunday and, uh, normally i'll go to sleep because i i sleep twice a day but i went to sleep probably like four yeah so it start i think it was like five thirty quarter to six mm. so i hear this rain and it's darker out and i wake up i had no idea where i was yeah you know the, i i love those times when when i wake up it's like i have no idea what day it is and you try to figure am i okay what's going on and uh all right it's sort of dark here so wait it's only five what's that noise mm. it's like it's rain. What is going on? Wow. Uh, first time probably since like July 11th or something that I've seen rain. Wow. So yeah. good. Yeah. I've seen fire and I've seen, I've seen rain and, it's, you know, what everybody wants. James Taylor lyrics here on the show. I, I just want to, I just want to see some rain. Yeah. So that was uh, really good. And- I saw some on Twitter. <laughs> Well, I can't wait to uh, I can't wait to look. It's light out, and I can look at my lawn to see if 
because it was looking a little stressed by the time yeah, we got yeah. to the end of of, uh, of last week. It was like, oh boy, this hot weather needs to end. Even my southern Bermuda, which is you know probably three and a half inches tall, mm-hmm. you know, and it's you know what I did though because I uh, this was uh, before I watered it on Friday because I cut my lawn. When I edged it, I could still see edged up. I could still see it was moist down there. There was some moisture still left. Yeah, it's the it's the blades that take that that the heat. heat yeah, they, if you've got it cut higher, uh, I keep mine higher too. And uh, what I have to worry about too is I had some erosion of, of some soil, so I've got to go back and amend some soil in certain areas. But yeah, it's it's the blades that kind of man, they just don't look. The lawn still looks healthy. But I was driving through one neighborhood uh, here locally not too long ago. A couple of lawns were, they just looked gone, completely gone. It it appeared like they weren't watering much at all, if at all. And the heat, I mean, it's just, and on top of that, until recent days, we had winds. I mean, we had 10, 12-mile-an-hour winds or even higher, so that's like a blow dryer on your on your lawn all day, just drying things out dramatically. And so I'm hopeful that El Nino will bring us some rain, as they uh, say that it it most often does, a strong El Nino in the winter. But they're saying that won't happen till the winter, and that's like two years away. Well, why am I getting excited? (laughs) What's exciting in my life? Oh, uh, I can tell you right now. Uh, there's lots of musicals coming into town. No. Oh. I heard Meatloaf over the weekend on a speaker at a restaurant. And I thought to myself, if someone asked me, "Did you were you a fan of Meatloaf? Oh, with all due respect, I'm not a fan of musicals. <laughs> it, was, it was theatrical in nature. And it was like watching a play. And here he comes to first base. And the second base. And they're going to make it home. No. I have a feeling this song is not about a baseball game. Yeah. yeah. No, I. I, The music didn't bother me at all. It's just that it's like it was more of a theatrical presentation. But, you know, so is Iron Iron Maiden, by the way. That's. I heard live. He Hmm. was just great, though. No, I, I heard live. It was really intense and to and see. one of Dallas's own. So I've yeah. got a you know I I really think he was very talented. He was a pretty good actor. Oh, it was great. Yeah, he really was. He who's, uh, who's playing tonight? The Blanken Beatles. <laughs> Remember that one? Yeah. Are they good? No, yeah. they. <laughs> <laughs> he was the. Uh, the bouncer at the bar where Wayne and Garth were walking yeah. into. Yeah. That's yeah. Tiny, that's what they called him. Tiny. Hey yeah. Tiny. Yeah. Hey Tiny. Yeah. That's funny because when he was when when he was um losing weight, they would ask him, Well, how much weight are you trying to lose? He goes, Look, I'm trying to lose enough weight to still be able to be called meatloaf. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was the best line. I thought that was the best line. Uh, he was a he was a he was a good guy. He really was.
Yeah, uh, no. Uh, it, the weather's getting cooler, which yeah. means more <laughs> more lessons and golf starts. Golf Golfing really is... Oh, golf. Golf is the right. middle of... Because I've been taking lessons since February and really have not gone out in the golf course. Yeah. You know, I went out once the first time, and I, you know, I've gone out about four times since, but wasn't scoring at all. But the first time, I made no mistake, so I didn't put down another ball, because he told me not to score for the next year. Yeah. Just... Focus on every shot. So what do the greens well, the first, look like? I mean, after all the heat now, I mean, how do they, I know that the, the upkeep is like 24 seven almost, but, but, uh, what does the heat do to, to golf? Courses? I, you know, I haven't been, I haven't been to the driving range here in three weeks. So I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. know what happened to like, cause really everything really started beating down the last week. That's why yeah, I noticed yeah. my lawn yep, was getting too. stressed. And so I'm assuming yep. that the, the uh the you're you're gonna see some of it and uh you know I don't know how many other places if a lot of the golf places get it from their own wells, so they're not restricted, but if you don't get it from a well, you're restricted right now in my city mm. for water, so they're not probably a lot of these places may not be watering the fairways uh, the greens okay. and the tees they can there were specific rules when I was looking at you know because we're like in i don't know what it is uh part two of the uh of phase the, two, yeah. Phase two of the no rain, where I can only water my lawn once a week. And I, when I got that last Thursday, I saw that. And I went, I'm not going to be, the, my my lawn can't handle that. If I don't, it, I'm, it may not survive. And all of a sudden, we got the rain yesterday. I'm like, okay, I'm fine. Water it next Friday. And then hopefully temperatures stay in the 90s, upper 90s, don't get to 110 again. And I should be okay then at that point. Yeah, yeah. Because the grass, my grass is pretty tough. I didn't, Any measurement as to how much rain you guys got yesterday? I don't know. No, I don't. I have no. It idea. was coming down at a very healthy pace. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it was ca- good. It came rain. down. That's what I mean. It was really. Yeah. and you get a good fifteen minute rain. That's oh, like whew. that's you're soaking yeah. it. Yeah, for sure. So that that takes me for another week, and it's like all right. Then then you're into September, and it's like all right. Then I'm looking up, up north. I look where my dad lives. Fifty six degrees right now. Yeah, and they were talking about it's Labor Day weekend. The end, take advantage of it because the summer is almost gone, and we haven't had much of a summer. And I'm thinking to myself, I can't wait till we get past Labor Day just to get some 90 degree temperatures. So for we the next can go month. outside. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean that's the difference in the two areas of the country that you've been in. I mean, you grew up in in Buffalo, and and you've always said the summer is basically Memorial Day to Labor Day. Right. And then, yeah, yeah. you know, uh, but, and, and, but and this you can, has been unusually cool up there before and, Labor Day. And you want to get out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you want to yeah. get, I mean, it's, it, it's like palatable. It's like you, you, the excitement of it's summer. Let's go. Right. And, and here it's like you get to July and it's like, okay, except for swimming in the pool and doing the lawn work, I'm staying in the house all day. This is sort of our winter. And now our yeah. winter. So now it's time for us. <laughs> they're, right. all, they're all going to be going back in here soon we want to go out <laughs> now we're going to be on vacation next week uh our friend dan mandis is going to be here for you uh Yay. throughout the week Woo! yeah we love dan mandis uh for those that listen on wtn you're waking up to dan mandis every morning and uh and he is he is so great and our audience loves him too so uh you'll love him and we'll be on vacation Gosh. Okay, so the Republican, the GOP 
What day did they come back? Is it Wednesday of next week? I forget what day it is, but you know they're going to hit the ground running. Normally, when they come back from August vacation, it's like, okay, they're back, blah, 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 blah. But words like impeachment inquiry and all these things, everything is going to be back on the table. And there's no doubt they're going to hit the ground running with a number of things. Dan's going to have it covered, but the the bad part for you and me is, you know, being on vacation and not being able to be here and vent every night based on I, it. I, I told you I've been so into the show lately. Not that I'm not always into it. Yeah. But it's just been, it's just every, from the moment you wake up, it's like, what's in the news? What's in the news? Yeah. What's in yeah. the news? What's in the And it's been so hot out. Where really all I've been doing the last couple of weeks, really in the middle of August to the middle of September, I do all my housework. And I mean, this is where I steam clean the carpeting. I do everything. I mean, I, mm-hmm. the, and I go through, I go through drawers, not, I don't spend all day, but I'll go through one drawer a day. All right. Mm-hmm. Clean this thing out, do whatever. It's my massive cleaning of the house. So most of the time I'm just paying attention to, uh, to news. Right. As I told right. you over the weekend. I was thinking about, you know, because I'm flying into Buffalo Friday and coming back on, on Monday, seeing Dad for a couple of days. And I'm thinking I have to work next Monday night. And all of a sudden I went, oh, I'm on vacation all week. Right. Wow. What am I going to do? <laughs> you didn't plan the rest <laughs> I, of the week. I, I, I didn't even think about yeah. it. Like, and I'm planning, I'm like, okay, golf, but what am I going to do? It's like, because I've, it, it's been so intense, and, and but it's a good intensity. I, yeah. When I say yeah. intense... Yeah. And when I say the life's dominated by what's going on, it's just the topics, and I live for that. You and I talk about it. Mm-hmm. It's the Super Bowl. To put it in perspective of a job that you do, because we get this from a lot of people, they'll say, it's got to be horrible to go in there every single day, and you got a bad pound on them every single day. It's just, no. No, it's absolutely no, it's, wonderful. It's, it's the it's, opposite. It's the absolute well, most wonderful. It's, it's playing the Super Bowl Every single day. It's wonderful. And the left has handed us so many no, gifts on a silver platter. And now they do it daily. In fact, I was thinking about this over the weekend because I was doing some show prep Saturday morning, late Friday night, and then again Saturday morning, and then, of course, Sunday. And as you're going through stories, it's creating an anxiety because it's like, okay, I'm ready. <laughs> oh, wait. It's not time yet. Okay. Man, here. Okay. I, you, you get that Friday no, night, Saturday I, morning, I do too. Oh, oh my God. gosh. Friday's <laughs> the worst. And it's, I don't try and turn it off. I, I really don't like turning it off. No. You know, uh, Levin asked one time, hey, can you turn it off? Look look at what Bill Clinton did to me and showed us, a, you know, his, his scar on his arm. But it was, you know, it's one of those things that where, okay, when you're on your personal time, enjoy your personal time. You know, uh, our friend uh, Larry O'Connor tweeted a picture of a really great traditional Irish breakfast. I didn't see where he was at, but man, that plate looked fabulous. And that was Saturday morning. And I was like, oh, man, that's what I'm talking about. Um, And I try and enjoy that that time my wife and i have a great mm-hmm. time over the weekends and and i but, do i do enjoy weekends yeah and especially if it, well, whether it gets nights or not, i golf more but as I soon really as enjoy the, it but as yeah. soon as the story hits and 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 my wife is, is very patient she's actually not it's not her patience she's very involved she wants to be talking about the things of you know where did where does biden what does biden think 
is going to happen if they do blah, blah, blah. And, and we have our own little talk show uh, quite often. Because it's probably the only thing keeping me insane. Uh, uh, well, she is in many ways. But it that part of it also. Keeping you sane. Keeping me. Not insane. <laughs> Freudian slip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. If anybody knows a good extended stay place for Chifa, I might need the name. When you said insane, I'm like. He's mentioned insane say, in his I wife. Did, Things are insane. Totally my wife said like, insane. No. <laughs> Man, I almost said it. It was that was like keeping, deliberate and, sounding, and not not just insane. Keeping my Keep, life insane. Keeping my life insane. <laughs> She's <laughs> definitely it. Oh, I'm gonna pay for that in a oh while. Did I mention she also has insomnia? Oh so here's. Oh my gosh, that was great. <laughs> oh, crap. Oh, it's gonna be a long vacation. So here's the thing: is that. Um, you know, it does. It, it kind of you see these stories, you see these headlines and each one of them now is so rich. I It's one of the man, I would encourage this for anybody who and and our audience is great about it. Uh, they do a ton of show prep of their own because uh, we're often we walk into messages. Oh, man, can't wait for, for you guys to comment on this, 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 this. Um, I've got so many apps that are sending me alerts on stories and it's not just the breaking news and it may sound tedious, but when you get into those stories being sent to you and you're all of a sudden you create your own little personal algorithm of, of what's going on, what, you know, basically your interests are, you understand how interesting, I don't know why anybody reads fiction at all, because if you just read the news if you just read these stories and get into them, forget your book club. This is a better discussion than you'll ever have about anything. And it's real life and it's real things going on that affect our lives every single day. These are worthy discussions, and that, which is why we love doing this. But you just absolutely have to stay on top of it. And when you do, in my opinion, it's highly enjoyable. I get a lot from it. 86690 Red Eye. Hi, I'm Jen Loomis, a transport safety expert at JJ Keller, and I'm here to share a tip on compliance, safety, accountability. Compliance, safety, accountability, or CSA, is the FMCSA safety compliance and enforcement program. Its goal is to hold motor carriers and drivers accountable for highway safety and to reduce crashes, injuries, and fatalities on our roads. CSA does this by assessing the safety performance of motor carriers and drivers based on data collected during roadside inspections, crash reports, and FMCSA investigations. Based on the data that is compiled, motor carriers are assigned a score. The carrier is then grouped with other carriers who have had a similar number of safety events. Carrier scores within the group are then ranked to determine intervention priority. Low scores are better, so carriers with the highest scores are those that are most likely to be targeted for intervention by the FMCSA. Interventions range in severity and may include warning letters, roadside, off-site, or on-site inspections, civil penalties, or operation out-of-service orders. This tip was brought to you by J.J. Keller & Associates. Visit us at jjkeller.com. We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara. 
It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carly. I'm Gary McNamara. We are the doomed men south-southwest of Richmond uh, here, as uh, always. <laughs> that's, that's... <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're we're the um, middle-class men of middle America. South-southwest of South, Richmond. Southwest of <laughs> Richmond, a few hours north of Austin. <laughs> I, I saw somebody... With a east of Lubbock, somebody on social media pointed out, "Well, this is what's north of Richmond, and it's DC." It oh, like, you know, explain it to somebody. They actually had a map with a little circle and an arrow yeah. pointed up to DC. We're I know what we are. We're the two idiots east of Lubbock. That's what we are. <laughs> okay. Two exactly. idiots east of Lubbock. <laughs> I like that better. You're listening to Red Eye Radio from the Uniden America Studios. It's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. This is really interesting because we talk about how to argue and how to debate, knowing that the left will try to twist or extrapolate everything you say into something that you did not say. This happened on CNN yesterday, Dana Bash with uh, Ramaswamy. Okay, he was uh, on... And uh, she, uh, Ramaswamy responded uh, 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 to uh, to uh, Massachusetts Democratic Congresswoman Presley, part of the squad, in she when she attacked him and said, "We don't need any more brown faces that don't want to be a brown voice." Wow. Ramaswamy reportedly told Pressy that her comments, quote, are words of the modern grand, grand wizards of the modern KKK. Now, we told you, for example, that Biden uh, in the past has acted like a hate crime leader, like of of the KKK or the, uh, you know, white area nations. Mm-hmm. When he said, for example, told a lie. Told yeah. a lie about the Georgia election law. Right that it was Jim Crow on steroids. And we said that's what hate crime leaders do. They tell a lie to separate people by race. Yep. Well, it's interesting here because Dana Bash then goes after Ramaswamy, not for his comments, but saying that, well, the KKK was responsible for more than a century's worth of horrific lynchings, rapes, murders of black peoples. Uh, how in any way are the views you're talking about comparable to the views and atrocities committed by the KKK? He never said she committed those crimes, Pre- Congresswoman Presley. Right. What he said was her words are the same. Her words are of the modern grand wizards of the modern KKK. Right. He didn't say that they committed rape, and that's how she changed it. Let's listen, listen, listen back and forth. Understand how the left, will, and that's where I mean they will extrapolate something you say into something you've never said and then attempt you to defend her interpretation of something you didn't say. Wow. Here we go. All right. Here we go. Okay. You took it to uh, to an, another level on Friday. In addition to the comment we played, you took issue with comments from Congresswoman Ayanna Presley. She reportedly said, quote, we don't need any more brown faces that don't want to be 
a brown, vo- a brown voice. About that, you said, these are the words of the modern grand wizards of the modern KKK. You know, I'm sure, the KKK was responsible for more than a century's worth of horrific lynchings, rapes, murders of black people. How in any way are the views you're talking about comparable to the views and atrocities committed by the KKK? Now, he didn't make those statements. She's ask, asking him to defend She's something. She's throwing in the other that, atrocities. Right. She's asking him to defend something that he didn't say. It's her extrapolation of what she thinks he would have said if he would have been able to continue it, apparently, which he never said. He simply was focusing on the racist words of Presley. Right. The racist words. He never said she committed rape or killings. And so understand how the left will not only twist what you say, but they'll take what you say, add on to it, yeah. and ask you to defend what they've added on, which was not your opinion in the first place. Right. Here we go. Here's his response. What I said is the Grand Wizards of the KKK would be proud of what they would hear her say, because there's nothing more racist than saying that your skin color predicts something no, about the content you didn't, you didn't of your just say that you didn't just ideas. say they would be proud you said these are the words of the modern grand wizards of the modern kkk it is the same spirit you're right about that dana i think it is the same spirit to say that i can look at you and based on just your skin color that i know something about the content of your character that i know something about the content of the viewpoints you're allowed to express for ayanna presley to tell okay, me that's... that because of my skin color i can't express my view and she was trying to get back to, but, 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 but they yeah. committed this. I didn't say she committed it. I To be a racist, you don't have to commit rape. Right. You don't have he to kill anybody. about saying things. Right. Words. And as he said, these are the words. Understand how desperate they are. Take, to, yeah. to take what you believe yeah. and turn it into something else that you didn't even say. But I did like where he said, you're right, Dana, to judge. Yeah. Is, and we've said it many times before. Right. There is, the this, this is, if you want the evidence of the mainstream racism of the Democratic Party, in their thoughts, in what they say, right there. We don't need any more brown faces that don't want to be a brown voice. All all blacks must think alike. All people of color must think alike. If you have a brown face, you have a brown voice, and it must all repeat the same. You are not autonomous. We can have no disagreement. Right. None. You are the modern-day Borg. Exactly. From Star Trek. One one voice, no one is allowed to be autonomous. No one is allowed to think for themselves. No one it's is gr- allowed an individual identity. It is group think, period. Yep. And Nothing that, else will be allowed. And if you want evidence, right there it is, right there. We don't need any more brown faces that don't wow. want to be a brown voice. Everybody must think the same. And that's because, 
as we have said before, identity politics. They judge people by groups and not individuals. Yep. That simple. And so I just I thought it was really interesting that she had, she had to sit back and say, okay, how am I going to get Ramaswamy on this? Oh, okay, I'll talk about how they committed rapes. And well, I'm saying the words are just as bad. He didn't bring in the actions of these people. Right. The words are just, I didn't say, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I didn't say that she raped anybody. He You're didn't even saying, come out and say in right. a generalized way that she's no different than these people in any way. He didn't say that. He was very specific right. about words, about what was being said. Are the words of the modern grand wizards of the modern KKK? The left has to lie in order to make a point. Yep. They have to make it up as they go along. And thanks to our friend Kevin Tober. He actually wrote the article on yeah. that in uh, yeah, in, great job, in, Kevin. In, uh, in Newsbusters. Yep. And so, yeah, I mean, it's very important to you to break it down. It's very important to understand how desperate the left is because they can't argue. You can't argue. You can't argue the point that she was wrong for what she said and what she said wasn't racist. No. Dana Bash on CNN can't argue that point. What she's arguing with Ramaswamy is something that he didn't say. He never said those things. He simply said he responded to her words and said those are the words of the modern grand wizards of the modern KKK. And you know something? That is an accurate statement. It is accurate. Because that's what they do. They judge people. Racists judge people by groups and not as individuals and the content of their own character as Ramaswamy said. Mm. And I just thought of it. I had to play that because I'm just like, you got to be kidding me. So what you're going to say is that the other things that they did <laughs> make it not so bad. So if you're just, if is what's Dana Bash? I would have, I would have had fun. Why well, did say that? I didn't say that she committed rapes, murders of black people. I said her words are why do you think her do you believe her words are fine are you saying it's okay to be a racist dana as long as you don't commit ra- i would turn it right are around you on saying her. it's okay to judge by skin color? color right and you're saying it's okay to judge by skin color as long as you don't commit lynchings rapes murders because if you're arguing against me you're that's exactly what you're saying right. if you're saying all people of color must think alike that's exactly what I'm arguing against. That's not what I stand for. Wow. There is desperation. It's, and I think the reason we loved, and thank you, Kevin, again from Newsbusters for, for actually monitoring mm. her mm-hmm. and watching. And... <laughs> And watching it is because, as we have stated over and over again, the left cannot defend anything that they believe. And that is another example right there. Yep. Yeah, no, it is. It's a clear example. It is a clear example that they have to lie. And think about it. She had to bring in a 
a monstrous lie of despicable behavior in order to make her point. Right. And Why the, would she do that? Well, the lie is that she's implying that Ramaswamy said that. That's what I mean. She right. had to, she had to lie about what he said. Right. Right. And or, add to it despicable behavior. That was the lie. Well, he didn't he didn't say it was about the behavior. He said it was about the words. Right. Why did she have to bring the behavior part into it, which is a complete fabrication? Because she couldn't win the debate otherwise. Because if they were going to talk about the actual issue at hand, it would be about judging people about how they think based on their skin color. She was dodging. And it's funny because she says, you know, I'm, I, I, you know, I'm sure the KKK was responsible for more than a century's worth of horrific lynchings, rapes, murders of black people. How in any way are the views you're talking about comparable to the views and atrocity committed by the KKK? He didn't bring up those views and make the comparison. No. He never did that. So she's asking him to explain something that he never did and never thought. He was talking words. Right. He was talking words. And she couldn't debate. So you have to make up a lie. Interesting the way that that, you think about the propaganda in that question alone. Yeah. In order to get to it, she makes a case of something he didn't say and then sets the premise for what his views are compared to the the murders of the KKK, which wasn't even the topic of discussion. Right. Wow, and they think they're sophisticated at doing it. That's why we're here to tear this all apart each and every day. I mean, they to tear it all apart. She actually thought she was going to win that. I know. Wow. Eight six six ninety red eye. Coming up, more with Gary McNamara and Eric Harley. It's Red Eye Radio. It's Friday Radio. He's Eric Carly, and I'm Gary McNamara. Well-fed Chair uh, Paul over the weekend said inflation too high and warns that we are prepared to raise rates further. Well, it's interesting because I saw an article over the weekend, and it was something to the effect of, despite what Powell says or may imply, he could well be done and the question is, when will the cuts begin? And I thought, <laughs> whoa, hold the fort. Cuts? Well, we're not going to see that. Look, uh, interest rates, you know, go, uh, uh, mortgage rates going up again. And that's, and again, by design. And you're, you're seeing this situation uh, where now we've still got the, the prices of things are still high. The rate of inflation has dropped. Rate of inflation has dropped, but it's still prices are higher going up on the average, uh, higher than they were last year with record inflation and all this stuff that, you know, people already know because they're paying for it. And you still also have 
the cost of borrowing money, uh, buying a car, buying a, what 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 we say on the used cars it was like thirteen percent. Yeah, thirteen and a half percent. The average gosh. interest rate being paid on cars, uh, used cars. Yeah. That's insane. As of last week, 13.5%. And now uh, the average 30-year, well over 7% now, and could be on its way to, you know, 75 or maybe 8% at some point, depending on how far the Fed goes. And I don't know. Talking cuts? What are you going to do? Because nobody, there are very few analysts that are even talking recession. I think you'd have to get deep into recession territory before you talked about making any interest rate cuts. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together... It's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.